All right, well, if you have a Bible this morning, if you'd like to open it up to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, this morning, a couple weeks ago, I started a new sermon series called Discover Purpose. And Discover Purpose is actually the third step in our vision for everyone's life. The first step uh, was the first sermon series, which was Know God. We want everyone to know God and to have a personal relationship with Him. The second series was Find Freedom. Everyone that knows God, doesn't have freedom. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that become a roadblock in our life. And now we're on the sermon series of Discover Purpose. And then the last step, uh, which is going to be the last sermon series this year, is, is to make a difference. Uh, so we're going to be looking at Discover Purpose. And so, uh, so this morning when I think about uh, suffering, discovering uh, our purpose in suffering, uh, I think about the suffering that we actually go through and the trials and tribulations that we experience in life. Now, all of us go through, go through tough times in our life. And a lot of times when we go through a tough time, a lot of questions come up. And we ask God, God, why? Why am I going through this suffering? It is so tough to go through. And we ask questions like, why is this suffering so long in my life? It seems like it's lasting forever. And then we ask God the questions like, why am I suffering from like so many things in my life? I mean, it seems like the suffering and, and the trials are coming from all different directions in my life. And, and I just don't know why. And so it's natural. We naturally ask these questions. And a lot of times those questions kind of come, they, they go unanswered. But in our passage this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul actually answers some of those questions of why this morning. And so uh, he talks about in the passage how God is the Father, just like we sang about, He's the Father of all comfort. God wants to comfort us in all the tribulation and suffering we're going through. And Paul talks about how the same comfort that he got from God God wanted him to actually minister that to the church of Corinth and the believers in that church because they were going to go through the same kind of sufferings that he was going through. And so, and so Paul talks about, okay, there's actually a purpose in the suffering that I'm going through. You know, you might be going through a rough time in your life right now. If you're not going through a rough time, a trial, a tribulation, just wait a little while because it's coming up. Uh, all of us go through all kinds of struggles and tribulations in our life. But this is the comforting thing to know is that God actually has a purpose in the struggling and the trials that we're going through, the suffering that we're going through in life. I mean, some of the reason, you know, we'll, we'll never know until we meet him face to face up in heaven. But it talks about in our passage how there's actually a purpose. And God doesn't want the comfort that God gives you just to stop at you. He actually wants you to take that comfort and give it to others. And when we do that, then all of a sudden light begins to uh, come on the purpose and the reason why I'm suffering. This is the reason, because God actually had a person in mind. He wants me to comfort, and he wants me to give them hope as well. And so we're going to look at this morning in our passage how we can find that purpose in the suffering that we're going through. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 3 is where we're going to start. We're going to look at verses 3 through 7. Let, let me just kind of walk us through the passage here. Verse number 3, it says, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, 
So it talks about God the Father. He's the Father of mercies and all comfort. Now, mercy is a little bit different from grace. Grace is, the word grace means a gift. It means getting something that you don't deserve. Mercy, it means that you don't get something that you actually do deserve. Like things that we do deserve for the mistakes we make in life and the sin we have, we don't actually get everything. And praise God for God's mercy. And, but he's the Father of mercies, and he's the God of all comfort. All comfort that comes from like people in our life and, and uh, relief, whatever the case may be, that's actually from God the Father. We need to give Him thanks and give Him praise for the comfort that we're getting. And He says in verse number four, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble uh, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted of God. So then He says in verse four, He doesn't want the comfort to stop with us. But he wants the comfort to actually go to other people. And that's where we discover the purpose and the suffering that we're going to. And then verse number five, he continues and he says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. So as we encounter sufferings for Christ, you'll see that phrase in the Bible. What that means is that you're suffering for doing the right thing. You're suffering for like obeying God. And doing the thing that God wants you to do. And there's, you know, there's suffering that you encounter because of that. And, uh, and, and so God wants you to give, give you comfort in that. Verse number six. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. See, see what he's saying? He's saying there's a purpose and a reason why we are going through the suffering we're in. It's so that we can help other people their salvation, not speaking of the salvation of their soul, but the daily salvation that we need from our Savior. Jesus wants to be our Savior every single day in every situation in our life and the suffering that we're going through. Verse number seven, and our hope of you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. So his hope of them was steadfast because as they partook of the comfort that, that came from them, that they would be steadfast. I mean, without that comfort that God wants us to have, I mean, we're doomed. I know I am. Without comfort and hope from God, I mean, I'm, I'm checking out. <laughs> That's it. But when I get his comfort, then I'm steadfast. Then, then I'm secure in him. So I think as we look at our passage this morning, we see that there is a purpose in the suffering that, we're, that we go through. To me, that's comforting, that our suffering is not in vain. You know, we go through all kinds of suffering in our life. We go through physical pain and suffering. We go through mental pain and suffering. We go through mental uh, suffering. We go through spiritual suffering. And sometimes it's like all of the above at the same time. We go through all this suffering, but God doesn't want us to be defeated in our suffering. He actually wants us to grow through our suffering. And, and, and actually, when we suffer things in our life, we're actually going through like a cycle of growth that continuously that God takes us through in our life. And there's a passage I want to show you in Romans chapter 5 that talks about this, this growth of suffering that we go through, this, this uh, growth process. Uh, it says in Romans chapter 5, verse number 3, it says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. That's a different perspective, isn't it? Glory and tribulation. I mean, actually celebrate. Whoa! Going through a hard time. Praise the Lord. Have you ever done that? 
That's, that's tough to do, isn't it? I mean, when you're going through a hard time, it's like, man, this kind of stinks. But this is a different perspective. Why does he do that? Knowing that tribulation works patience. So now we're talking about this, this thing called biblical patience. Now, biblical patience is a little bit different than uh, what, how we look at patience. Like um, you're waiting in the drive-thru for five minutes and you act like you're being patient, you know. That's a different kind of patience. Biblical patience is actually surrendering your struggle and your situation to God. It's, it's like, God, this is yours. And you're giving, to, giving it to Him. And you're abiding in fellowship with Him during the suffering and you're casting all those things upon him. And when you do that, that gives you that patience that, that, that God wants you to have in your suffering. And from there, it goes to from patience to experience. And experience is because you've been through that situation. God gives you wisdom and experience to where you can, you can transfer that wisdom and give that wisdom to other people. And then uh, from experience to hope. Ultimately, that's what we want, isn't it? We want hope in our situations in life. Without hope, I mean, we're, we're doomed. And uh, we all need hope in our situ situations in life. Verse number five. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So this is like a cycle of growth that is constantly going on in our life. It starts with the tribulation, then it goes to the patience, you know, then it goes to the experience, and then hope, and then guess what? It starts right back over again. And it's a continuous cycle that is happening, a growth cycle. God wants us to grow during that time. And so let me try to illustrate this to you. And I've got some things up here up uh, front of me. Uh, let me try to illustrate that, uh, you know, with this, uh, this water bottle. This is actually a mixer bottle, okay? So this mixer bottle, it represents the trial and the struggle that we're in. And it actually has a little whisk mixer in here. This is actually the thing that's causing you the trouble, uh, the tribulation in your life. And so God has you in this trial, this struggle in your life. And it might be a long-term struggle. It might be a short-term struggle, whatever the case may be. But it's the thing that, man, it's a struggle in your life. And so what God wants to come out of your life as you're going through this trial and your struggle is he actually, uh, as it talks about in the passage right here, he wants patience to come out of that struggle. There's some patience right there. And then he wants some experience to come out of that struggle. And then ultimately, he wants, he wants you to receive hope. And, and that's the growth that he wants to happen to come out of that trial. And so what God does is he brings somebody in your life. You don't even know the person's coming in your life. Uh, I call it divine appointments and, and, and divine relationship. And he brings a person in your life that is actually empty. They don't have any hope. They don't have any comfort. And actually, they don't know how to find it. And they're struggling. They're struggling in their trial and, and they're suffering. And, and so God brings this person in your life. Here you are. You do have the hope. You do have the comfort because you've received that from God. And so now you draw close to this person. And, and it's like, let me tell you about how I found comfort myself and how I found hope and my, my suffering that I was in. Here's how, here's how I found it. And you give that person comfort and hope. And as you do that, then it sheds light on and you begin to understand, wow, maybe God had a purpose in the suffering that I actually went through. 
He wanted me to actually reach out to someone else and give them hope and give them comfort as well. But you know what happens a lot of times? We'll go through a trial, a struggle, and a tribulation. And we're in the struggle. We're in the tribulation. And sometimes it's long. And we're asking the questions, God, how long is this going to last in my life? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a burden. And, and, and a lot of times, we don't, we don't make the right decisions, you know, during the struggle and the trial we're in. And because we don't write, make the right decisions, you know, it may be like an unforgiving heart. You know, maybe you get angry at God, you get angry at a person, and there's a lot of bitterness in your heart. Whatever the case may be, there's roadblocks that come in between your spiritual growth. And then what happens, when, when God wants patience and experience and hope to come out, it's like, there's nothing that comes out of the suffering. And, and so you miss out on the comfort and the hope that God has for you, but you also miss out on, on the purpose and the reason why God wants you to go through the struggle. And, and so, you know, I think this illustrates for us the purpose and the reason why God takes us through a lot of these struggles and, and these tribulations and why we're suffering things in our life. And I think our passage actually shows us uh, how we can find that purpose in our suffering that we're going through. You know, the first, the first, uh, the first reason is how to find your purpose in suffering is accept the truth that, that suffering is a part of the life that God has for us. So I get this from verse number seven when he says, and our hope of you for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. So he, so he didn't say, well, if you partake of the sufferings, he says, you know, you're going to be partakers of the sufferings. I mean, suffering is a part of life. It's, it's a part of our walk with God. You know, I stand up you, before you right now, and I could say I would have nothing to offer you if it wasn't for the suffering that I've been through in my life. I would be empty. I would have nothing. I wouldn't be a pastor. I wouldn't have anything to offer you. I mean, if you would have come to me and said, man, I'm going through this, this tremendous struggle in my life for whatever reason, this unforeseen circumstance came in your life, I would say, okay, I don't know what to say. Or if you would have told me, you know, someone really betrayed me in my life and, and I just don't know what to do or, uh, or just some other loss in your life that's a deep pain in your life, I, I would say something like, well, get over it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything to offer. But you know what? Because, you know, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I'm, I'm getting older and older. And because I've been, I've been through a lot of struggles in my life. I've been, I've been walking close with God for the last 25 years. And, and I've been through a lot of pain. I've been through loss. I've been through betrayal. And I've hurt over a lot of things. And because of that, I actually got things to offer to, to you guys and to people around me because of the struggles that I've been through. I've got hope. I've got comfort. You know, I've got instruction. I've got advice. And I've got things to offer because God has taken me through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering in my life. And, um, and, and that's what, I mean, pain and suffering is a part of our walk with God. It's a part of our struggle in life. And, you know, there's a verse that talks about this in Philippians. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, it says this. 
For to you it has been granted on the behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now we like believing, or we're called to believe on him, right? Have, our, have faith. We like that, but to suffer for his sake? Is that like a mistranslation in the Bible or something? Or it, that can't be right, right? I mean, I mean, I thought the Christian life was going to be the good life. You know, living the good life. What? I have to suffer for his sake? Yeah. I mean, this, you, you may not hear this in very many messages that you listen to, but, but this is a part of our walk with God. And, and it's a part of his, his purpose for our life is it, to go through suffering so that we have hope and comfort to offer to other people. You know, we, we go through all kinds of, all kinds of things that bring suffering. Sometimes we, we go things that are actually our own fault. You know, we cause the suffering. I've never done that. I don't know about you guys. I've never done anything that's... I cause, you know... No, I'm just kidding. All kinds of things. I still have a problem with it. You know, I still cause things that... Wow, I got to learn my lesson again. You know, that's probably the best teacher is from experience. You know, you do the wrong things. like, oh, yeah, I messed that one up. And that's probably the best experience. Sometimes you, you encounter suffering from unforeseen things. It's uncontrollable. You, do, you didn't know it was coming and it just came in your life. And, uh, you know, I really think those are times when God is really at work. Because you can't do anything in the situation. It's totally out of your hands. And, and you may try to control it, but you can't. You can't do anything. Those are the times when God is like at work really developing our patience. And just surrendering those things, you know, to him. You know, sometimes we go through suffering and, and trials because we're doing the right thing. You know, when you obey God, you're going to encounter a world that doesn't want you to obey God in, in whatever way. You know, when, when you share your faith or, or you just stand up for the right thing in, in whatever situation, uh, you know, it is and just represent Christ in, in your life. I mean, there's suffering that you're going to encounter. Nothing like... You know, the back in biblical times, you know, they actually had to really, really physically suffer for their faith and their life was threatened. But we still encounter suffering uh, that's caused when we obey God. You know, and all of those things, God has a purpose for our suffering and all the things that we're going through. And, and that's what you have to believe. You have to accept that. If you, if you, if you don't accept that, then you're probably going to end up in a really unhealthy place. And not understanding that this is actually some of the path that God has for your life. And uh, Jesus actually went through a lot of suffering, as we know. But actually, you know, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking, why did Jesus have to live for 30 years before he went into his public ministry? You know, and, and if you think about that, why didn't Jesus, like, go to the cross at age 20 or age 22 or age 25? Why did it have to be age 30? Why do you have to live that long? And I think this answers that question. Jesus had to go through a lot of things uh, just to develop, you know, things in his life. And actually go through a lot of suffering so that we can come before him and he can say, yeah, I know the pain that you feel. I know what you're going through because I've been there and I've, I've done that. And, and so we have a Savior like that. And that leads to the next point, which is, Use our suffering to become closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to use our suffering because he says in verse number five, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds 
through Christ. So the suffering causes us, you know, to cling to him, to draw close to him. And that, that's some of the pers- purpose of the suffering. You know, the devil's uh, purpose for the suffering is to defeat us, isn't it? I mean, the devil wants to deceive us, uh, you know, in the sense that God doesn't really love you. Have you ever heard, heard that voice in your life? I mean, you're going through this suffering, this hard time, and if God really loved you, why would he let you suffer so bad in your life? And that, that's deception of the devil right, that, right there. And sometimes the devil deceives us into thinking that, man, it's all your fault. Whatever you're suffering for, for this trial, it's your fault. And so he heaps on all the guilt, all the shame upon you. So now you're just guilt-ridden and, and you got all the shame and you're having a hard time functioning because you just feel so bad. And, or sometimes the devil deceives you, and even if it is your fault, to thinking there's not actually a place where you can take that guilt and shame and actually unload it. Because there is a place at the throne of God. You can actually take everything and you can say, God, it's all yours. But sometimes the devil, he deceives, deceives us the thinking there actually is not a place. We don't have to live the rest of our lives with all the guilt and shame. Sometimes the devil deceives us into thinking we need to turn to like destructive coping mechanisms in our life. Where, where we do this thing, instead of trusting God and turning to him, we cope with it with this certain thing in our life that is actually destructive in our life. And so God doesn't want us to to be defeated in our trial and our suffering, but he actually wants us to actually draw close to him as our savior during the trial and the affliction in our life. That's his purpose. He wants us to draw close to him and actually receive that that patience and, and cast our cares upon him. You know, we're actually closer to our savior during a trial than any other time in our life. That's the time when we are closest to our savior. You know, I love what this psalm says about this. In Psalm 34, verse 18, it says this, The Lord is near to those who, are, who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. A broken heart. The Lord is near those people that have a broken heart. You know, there are so many things in our life that are so difficult, so hard to go through. And you might be going through that time right now where, man, you're broken. You have a broken heart. You know, that is the time that your Savior actually wants to be the closest to you. And that's the time when you need to draw close to the Savior. And that's when you can actually hear His voice, you know, the clearest during that time when you have that broken and contrite spirit like it talks about right here. I mean, that, that's, that's some of the reason why you're in the suffering. He wants you to draw close to him and experience him like, like you've never before during that time of suffering. And the last way that we can um, find our purpose in suffering is we need to stay connected with people so that God can use, use us to give comfort and hope. We need to stay connected with people because, you know, while we're in the suffering... You know, this little whisk right here, this is the thing that's causing us the suffering. While we're in the suffering, we're like, God, just take it away. Just get it out of my life. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over. And that's what, we, that's what we naturally think. But God is not only thinking of the comfort and the hope he wants to give us in the suffering. He's actually thinking of people in your life. 
He's thinking of people in the future you're going to meet next, next week or maybe the beginning of next year or maybe you're going to lead a small group of people and he's thinking, he's thinking of those people. And actually the suffering and the trial that you're going through actually has names of people. And if you think of it in that light, it's like, okay, I think I can go through this suffering because actually God wants to use this suffering in my life to help other people and to minister that to other people. And so, you know, I, every time I get around people, I meet with people. For me, it, it gives me so much comfort because a lot of times when I meet with people, I find out that someone is actually going through something that is even worse than I went through. And when I hear their story and I listen to what they're going through, um, it puts things in perspective for me that, wow, I receive comfort because my situation isn't as bad as theirs. And, uh, but I have to put myself around people and I have to do that. We, ha we have to connect ourselves with people in order to discover that purpose in, in our suffering that we're going through. You know, a lot of people struggle with being introverted and I know that's my natural personality. Uh, some of you are extroverts. I'm, my natural personality is an introvert. And an in introverted person, uh, you know, thinks that, you know, just put me out in the woods by myself and I'm all good. I don't need people. I don't need to be around people. And, uh, I, and I know that's what, how a lot of people think. But that's not God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life is to actually get around people and be connected with people. And when you do that, then your purpose is actually discovered when you're, when you're around people. See, our relationships with people help us discover what our, what our purpose, what our purpose is in life. You know, I just want to close, uh, you know, this message and this time is in prayer because I know this is, this is kind of a heavier message because as I mentioned, you might be going through something right now uh, that's really heavy. Maybe you've been struggling with it. Uh, as I mentioned, during the holiday season, maybe there's some, some loss that you've had in the past, and it's heavy right now. So I just want to kind of just close this time in prayer and just going before the throne of God. Let's, let's pray together. Lord, I'm so thankful that uh, you are a good father. And as we, as we read about this morning, as we talked about, you have that comfort and that mercy that we need uh, before your throne. And we come before your throne in your presence in thanksgiving, Lord, thanking you for that mercy, thanking you for that comfort, understanding that it comes from you, Lord. Lord, and, and there's so many burdens that we have in our life at times. There's so many things that we suffer in our, in our life. Lord, we, we don't know what tomorrow brings, but we just wanna, we wanna cast these things before your presence. We want to put these burdens upon you. Thank you for taking these burdens from us. Thank you for caring for us enough, Lord, to take these burdens. Thank you, Jesus, for, for being, Lord, just, a, just an awesome Savior. A Savior in our life that we can always turn to every day, every moment of our life that we can turn to. We know that your, your presence is with us right now. Your presence is in this place. And we turn to you right now with our, 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 our worries, our burdens, our sorrows, the deep pain that we've encountered in our life, Lord. We turn to you with those things. We pray that you would take them from us. And we ask them in Jesus' name. 
Amen.